I have a frame of reference because I watch Canadian Mountie television. So watch me try to get this. Did they ever talk about the prices of their saddles? You or? know when you know when somebody has a bad one. I'll say that. I'll say, <laughs> you, uh, you know when someone has a bad one. You judge the Mounties. <laughs> hey Roaches, I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week for the show, I take a guest secondhand shopping. After we gather a thrift haul, we record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome to Thrifty Podcast, the second-hand show that God doesn't hear. I'm your host, Toddy, and I'm welcomed back by the greatest co-host of all time, Josh Last Call Larkin. Welcome back to the Thrifty Couch. Glad we went with that intro all of a sudden, because we've mm-hmm. been saying it for three and a half decades. Yeah. Shit in one hand and wish in the other, it doesn't matter. So, I I usually like to do a lot of notes. I did even more than I should have this week, Josh. But I gotta say, I'm not in control right now. I have no idea what I'm gonna do first, what we're gonna do after that. We have so much stuff as a part of the thrift haul. I don't know where to start. I'm overwhelmed. It was an overwhelming thrift haul for friends of the show who have been around and know what we spend on average... Just as a frame of reference, I spent over $20 today at $1.99 a pound today. And that's the biggest haul I've ever brought home from Goodwill. I was going to say, I remember uh, like more pieces purchased by you at one time. But as for a total amount, I don't know that I've ever seen or heard last call break 20 beans bones on it i normally have like a ten dollar expectation when we go out and i'm like eh, 10 bucks max so that's what in cash mm-hmm. that's what i have on average when we go to goodwill in case anybody is planning on robbing, robbing us, us yeah and this is listening about 10 each. the only reason they subscribe <laughs> is as a plot they, of if crime you, if you needed a robbing plan to rob two people of ten dollars each yeah. in nowheresville pennsylvania we have you covered 12 bucks at most in cash on my persons on a thursday and so we went today. I even said to you as soon as we got in line, I was like, I think this might be a card kind of day. It's a like, card day. Which is overwhelming. And yeah, as far as poundage, my largest haul. And as far as pieces, if you count them individually, the comic books by far put it over. Let's start there. So as a part of our thrift haul, we went thrifting today. Uh, we did purchase by the pound as we traditionally do at a Goodwill outlet. Um, we've got action figures today. We have 
disgraced football players today. We have G.I. Joes. We have Banks. Racist wrestlers. We have racist wrestlers coming up for you. So it's going to be a super exciting show. But our first find of the day, our first, not only one of our biggest finds of the day, but right off the bat, we walked in, started digging, and something that we never found, I don't believe ever, we found today comic books josh i have found in all the time i've been out with you which we're going on two years was one comic book Mm -hmm. uh and it was a a roached copy of archie i think yep it didn't have a cover and it was from like mid 60s it may have not even made a show of ours i don't think that it did it didn't make a show it wasn't even noteworthy it was just something and i think back then i paid a quarter Mm because it was just singular but today i had so many i said to you i was like you think they're gonna charge like the the average book price of twenty five cents a piece? Like because there's they're technically a book, a yeah, graphic novel, if you will. I mean, it's literature. Let's and mm-hmm. if she, if I had to put them up there and she said how many are there to calculate, that would have been it. I'd have said there's there's one. But what we believe them to be is it is a smattering of independent comics. But there's also some, and we're talking modern as well, not vintage modern. We're talking like from what I saw, like 2014 on. They're all within like the last 10 years at max. Yeah. yeah. And um, so there was comic book day stuff, free comic, free comic day. And so somebody discarded all their free comic day comics. We scooped those up. Um, there was also, I saw in there like a, a lot of stuff off of image, uh, East and West was in one of them. Um, but you have to think, I mean, that's two hardy stacks that were probably pretty weighty in comparison to a lot of things we put on the scale. Yeah. I mean, looking at them and I haven't counted to get an exact number, but I would speculate anywhere between 60 to 80 of them. Yeah. 70% are like the, the new comic or the, uh, the comic book day. And then, uh, yeah, the, if I was going to say 75, so yeah, that's like yeah, right it, on the same target with it. Yeah. And then the rest of them are all like the independents and some like one offs and things like that. One shots. And then like, um, there's a lot of, uh, with free comic book day, they do give out a lot of number one issues, like as if that's the start of the series since it's free. So there's a lot of number ones in there. And then you said you were going to, uh, give them to your daughter possibly so she could kind of have her way with it to see what what what's gonna what she could kind of pick up from there yeah there's a ton of them and yeah that's what i'm gonna do just whatever anybody wants they can have but they all seem to be from the same place and there's a sticker on the majority of them oh i didn't even notice any of the stickers i happen to nice perfect i'm glad there's two people on the show that's why it's a two intro (laughs) yeah yeah and it says uh courtesy of pittsburgh comics so so local we'll put them over yeah it's uh pittsburghcomics.com they have a facebook Twitter is just PGH Comics. I'm not going to read their Facebook. It's too long. Mm-hmm. But they're out there, and they donated a ton of comics. We scooped them up, and they're going to go uh, and be read because they're what I think a lot of maybe with the with the especially the ones that from Free Com- Comic Book Day, they might have probably had some that weren't taken, so they maybe just as uh, as overflow their overflow they just gave to us but we appreciate that because we never find comics and it was like exciting because it was the first time first thing we found today yeah and they were uh all over in like three different bins and we just dug through and mm-hmm. pulled them out one by one and, and that's the first to, thing yeah really realized how many there were and the meat and potatoes of our thrift find today um and we haven't come across these in quite some time, but we have in the past. 
Now, on this show, if you're a new listener, I had generic versions of these as a kid. I didn't have the proper versions because I couldn't afford them. But I, I did play with these little figures growing up. And we're talking about G.I. Joe. G. Joe. Say it all together. G. Joe's? The, the G. Joe's. Good Joe's? The Good Joe's. And what we have here, um, we have a couple of vehicles. Now, the vehicles are incomplete. And, Josh, what I always fear about that, when I always think that possibly that it is things like this are donated altogether and complete, but when you put them in a Goodwill outlet bin or any type of thrift store, people are picking things up, don't know what it is, they discard it somewhere else. And so I fear that this these vehicles were complete, just we couldn't find all the pieces. No, and see, that's very much like the philosophical side of thrifty, where you are the optimist and I am the realist, where I know that the reason— I just can't, I just can't find the pieces. I know they're there. You, It's out there, and if only you search long enough, and I'm just like, this shit was broken to begin with. Yeah. And that's why it's here. Like, it was discarded for a reason, and these guys, the—, uh, the uh, what is it? An, I, a, ice, an snake. ice snake? Yeah, mine was... <laughs> I was called it the ice cat, but... The ice cat. Mine, it's a little snowmobile kind of guy. Yeah, mine is... The, the vehicle is called the ice snake. It's a snowmobile on steroids, basically. It has the snowmobile uh, scythes, if you will, up front. They're skis. Skis. <laughs> scythes. <laughs> like giant... Well, well, I'm saying, like, look at these. They're giant swords. Well, no, so I mean, they're, they're meant for the snow, not running over and slicing corn. I know what they are, but I'm just saying what they are is definitely scythes. And on the back, you have your vroom vroom big, big boy tires. So we have the skis and the tires all in one. Now, this vehicle is incomplete because it came with a frontal cage, a cage off the front of it, <laughs> a frontal cage, brother, Frontal cage. and then the top of it is when you notice at the Goodwill outlet, when you picked it up, you're like, oh, it's incomplete. The top of it is actually like a shooty net. Yeah. So it's like shooty nets and then it, it reels it in and then you're in the frontal cage. It was a uh, it was a grappling hook that would yeah it would yeah go a, gra- out. A, gr- a grappling hook a as grappling they would call hook it. would go out and yeah it would uh, and then it had a bunch of other little like missile attachments missiles and stuff that you could put into it and 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 when I was looking up um, there was actually a lot of different uh, versions of these online there was like a more cam- camouflage version this one is actually older than that this That's is from. The- the, gr- the grass snake. The grass snake. This is just ice snake, and this is from 1992. So it was actually older than the other models that I thought it could be. Um, and prices for this guy are all over the town, man. Um, I saw one for $20 in box, but the other ones, aside from that maybe low post, are in the 60s. So there was just – I don't know if one one person maybe just didn't do the research or I can't tell if it's one person not doing the research or a crowd of people overestimating the actual value of the piece. I think it's probably one person not doing the research because if you remember way back, that's how I got karate fighters. Karate fighters. And that's why I yes. bought karate fighters because somebody who didn't know what they were worth had posted them. 
Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's a Sweep great deal. Sweep it up. Sweep it up into your karate that's fighter's dustbin. That's a great deal. Sweep it in. I don't often do the buy it now when I purchase secondhand, but that was a buy it now button. So that's how people do that. But um, yeah, but it's actually what I have of it. And yes, it is incomplete. It's in very good condition. It is. The stickers on it look great and they're all positioned properly. Great on that. I forgot to mention the sticker. Um, All the stickers are are on that, like you said, and very like position is just as the picture shows you to do it. And because we've got some stuff that doesn't have all of its stickers, I have some stuff that I'm going to go over to uh, today a little bit later too. But your Joe's vehicle is is a shooty thing on top. Yeah, mine is basically a neon construction vehicle. Uh, it's the DG 1122. Oh, Schroeder and Splinter fell over there. <laughs> but uh, this one has like a giant crane. It's a three seater four wheeler and the wheels are off center so it goes it doesn't go in a straight line even if you just push it it goes off to the left yeah but it's got i hate when that happens it's i mean it it goes where it goes yeah it's got a big crane that shoots like these disc missiles and then Mm -hmm. three little cockpits but for three little Joes. Yeah, three little Joes ride in it, and we got a couple Joes today. We uh, did. We have we actually got three Joes today. Uh the two Joes that you got, and then I picked up this random Joe, but it, in particular my Joe, I couldn't find any information on them. And since I didn't grow up in a Joe household, I grew up in a core household, <laughs> which is the core are a generic versions of these i know all the core back to front but in just i just don't know the gi joes i know the figures but i just don't know who they are unfortunately no neither one of us were joe guys i watched the cartoon but that's my frame of reference for gi joes that wasn't the figure i was into as a kid Mm -hmm. Um, but yours look really cool um, I mean, that one guy's lime green with, like, black all over him. That's what I love about this is it's early 90s, same kind of, not like, 92 reference, and it's 1992 in color form. Like, mm-hmm. it's the 1992 bright pink, colors, yep. bright blue, neon green, like, and black. Like, yep. it's a boy's toy, but it's neon. And you will see these... Um, not only in the cover art this week, but videos that we do because I post videos on Saturdays of our thrift haul. Just a little cute video, I guess, we put together. So that's live. So if you actually want to see what we're talking about, click on that video and you'll see everything. And obviously, if you see the cover art, it's there too. So you, you know about it. Yeah, I mean, like it's a it's a two-minute video. It's a great little like toilet time video. Like load up the video anytime right on, on the Saturday. Toilet. Watch you our content away on the toilet. It's the best place. I mean, you're going to get roached. Just do it on the toilet. I agree. Um, so we do have a smattering of other different action figures and toys as well. Um, one of my favorite shows growing up, and we've talked about it on the show in the past, was Power Rangers. I was a Power Rangers household. And this is an original Power or like the real Power the, Rangers. Yeah, they're my Power Rangers. Yeah, the high school kids from California. Like, if the Power Rangers, if the original Power Rangers, their symbol was the United States of America, you better believe that I'd be standing every time that went up. They're probably the first gay superheroes. Yeah. Like, they're um, all together. They form the rainbow. 
Uh huh. That just a queer alliance against evil aliens. And they they were all inclusive. They were the first like all inclusive group. Mm-hmm. And so what I have from the OG Power Rangers, uh, this is from 1994. I'm looking at the Power Rangers white tiger zord. Now, this tiger zord that I have in front of me, um, they actually, it comes with a battery pack because it makes noise. And they actually, I don't know if you saw it when you were finicking with it, but they taped it, the battery pack in. Yeah, so I it thought that might be out. why I couldn't get the head out, was maybe that it was taped in. But. And the damn thing, the gosh darn thing, excuse my language, is just a Rubik's Cube to sort of put together, but it still barks and yells, and it still works. And for It lights up, too, yeah, it, the, the front of it lights up. It's just your white tiger zord. And for those of you who maybe didn't grow up with Power Rangers, um, the Power Rangers not only were the queer alliance against evil aliens, but uh, somewhere along the way they needed some additional help. And that's when Tommy, the Green Ranger, was born. And then after a heel turn and then face turn, he became... The White Ranger. It was basically like, because, you know, we're talking comics. Mm -hmm. It's when Jean Grey became Phoenix. And, like, he was always powerful. But then he absorbed more power. And he's like, I fully commit myself to the ranging For the whole thing. Because he was like a bad boy green one. And when he became white, that's that's like his truest white tiger form. He got like you know the the bigger Zord and like the white yes. light and like he was an angel from heaven basically for the Power Rangers. And Zordon gave Tommy the new white tiger Zord to provide necessary backup against Lord Zed's monsters. Because that was Rita Repulsa, the OG villain of the Power Rangers. That's when, like, Lord Zed came and tag-teamed against the Power Rangers. So that's when they're like, we need another ranger because now they have a Zed. And Tommy summoned uh, the Zord by talking to his sword, his saber. Yeah, it had, like... Saba. Saba. Saba or Saba to the Saber. I remember that. It had, like, the little, like, circle thing in the in the hilt of it. Mm-hmm. And he would speak right into it. God. And there were times where they would... That, that the sword, they would steal it. The baddies would steal it so he couldn't summon. But when, yeah, when it was in his final form, when he would summon the White Tiger Sword with Saba, the sword. Do you remember some good Saba moments as well? <laughs> I remember... It was basically just a ploy to make sword toys. Mm-hmm. And that's all Power Rangers was just pumping out toys, and they still do, but, like, yeah, everything. I mean, but, no, I don't remember any particular Saba sword stories. I remember I wanted one. I couldn't have one. There, There's this, like, smash cut of Tommy on YouTube right now, if you look of like him calling the white tiger zord and like the best tommy white tiger zord calls which was pretty cool um but unfortunately (laughs) the white tiger zord itself brother we don't know where it is after it was terminally damaged in a battle against rito revolto its remains are unknown 
known. It was never on television again. It was on 18 episodes in total. I thought her name was Rita Repulsa. No, this is something different. Oh. Rita Revolto. She evolved maybe too. Uh, this was beyond because after the original ones were done... I was done with it, so I don't I don't know the next-gen villain. I hung in with it for, like, two years, but I was giggling because the Tommy smash cut was probably uploaded by the guy who played Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> who also wants to fight CM Punk the wrestler. He's, oh, man. I mean, God love him for being committed to the gimmick, but... He ain't no David Arquette. I mean, I'm 35. I've moved on. I hung with Power Rangers <laughs> for like two to three years. We all wanted to fight CM Punk for a year or yeah. two. <laughs> Just get on with it, brother. But the White Tiger Zord that I found, um, unfortunately, the stickers, there's not many stickers on it. Um, it's in great condition. That's the thing. It's in really good condition. We have to figure out how to get the head up. But the thing is... It looks like a hunchback robot. Yeah, um, but the stickers, it's not complete. It's missing some red jewels on the side of it. Um, but this type of condition, it goes for about $20. I've seen some go for 40 But mint, in box, 80 bucks. So I'm right in line with those prices. So I could probably get about 20 maybe 25 something like that for that. How much for just the instructions? <laughs> on can, how to get the head yeah, up. Can maybe, can the guy who's selling the box just cut it slightly and pull the instructions out and read them to us for $5? Yeah, record your, just read the directions. I'll go ahead and PayPal you what you need. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is you need. We'll offset the new inbox cost. Nobody's buying it anyway. But it's basically a transformer. So it's a transformer that transforms into this big Megazord, this big major badass robot, to a white tiger zord. And it just could go in between the two whenever it wants. Did they have like comparable monsters for it to fight? Yeah, because okay. what used to happen was on Power Rangers. Well, no, I meant the toy. I know what fucking happened on Power uh, Rangers. <laughs> I was going to say the monster got big, I know the whole so they plot. had to get big. No, I meant like because if this toy, you know, is meant to, you know, like be that size, you would need a monster, a bigger monster to role play so, with as a child. Yeah, because the Power Ranger figures would have matching villains. So the Zords, you want a bigger for monster. I don't believe so. No, because that's like 16 to 18 inches. You would need. Yeah. Yeah. And Something. the monster's not going to transform. It's just a lame No, but on monster. Power Rangers, they would get big. And then <laughs> they would get like uh, Rita would throw her like King Triton. Triton from yeah, Little Mermaid, was, yeah, her Rita, version. And then there was Zed. Zed was just a naked man in like <laughs> metallic BDS armor with no skin. Just going like, I am yeah. And then Zordon was like, no, we need a White Ranger now. That fucking weird line with the wings, though. Goldor. That was, oh, yeah, though, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best villain. And then, like, the old man velvet puppet gnome guy that would do putties that they clearly verbally oh, abused. Yeah. <laughs> verbally abused him. No. Every day. The whole show was no. not great. Um. So that was kind of our, uh, well, my action figures. To even keep going in the action figures realm, we're going to talk same era. And not too long ago, we've had figures from this uh, on before. But we're going to look at a couple uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figures. Not the turtles themselves, but uh, uh, we have their 
their rat friend leader and also the main supervillain. Arguably the most important characters in the Ninja Turtles because... They are the narrative of the show. It's the entire reason the whole war exists is mm-hmm. it's uh, we've got Master Splinter and Shredder. Uh, these are the Ninja Turtle mutation figures. Okay. From '92. Oh, they're actually from the same set. I think these two. Okay. Well, yeah, there were two versions of Shredder, but I think only one of Splinter, from what I've seen okay. online. Okay. Cool. Uh, the one version of Splinter, he had a robe, much like, or the the Shredder had a robe. This one is the drill bit Shredder, where he turns into what was like Krang's little like robot thing. So he that he morphed between a person and a drill bit, and that's why you could spin around his head. Yeah, okay. uh, he, none of these have obviously the accessories when we go out. They were there long. somewhere. We just didn't put the pieces together. They're not there. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, Always hold out hope. Oh, Always tra- hold out hope. Let me track down the nunchuck Splinter came with. But uh, yeah, complete Splinter goes for like thirty eight bucks, and Shredder is like twenty five. The versions we have with nothing uh, are in like the ten to eight dollar range, respectively. Mm-hmm. But Splinter, uh, he has a man inside of him, and then you open up his robe and you switch down his head and, and twist his arms. They're Transformers as well, basically. Yeah, so mini ones. Well, that was not, that was their that line of teen, teenage mutant ninja turtles, like the transformed and stuff. Yeah, and uh, they don't stay together very well. And it's I saw that. Like I mentioned, it's creeping when you're playing with it, and he's the splinter version, and his robe opens up a little bit. And there's a man head in it. <laughs> you can see a man inside this rat's chest. Yeah, because the splinter version becomes a man, so he he's either a man or a splinter. Yes. He's either a rat or a man, and it just goes in between forms. So there's actually a human head in that rat robe. In that rat robe. Yeah, whatever form he's not is stored inside the chest. So if he's the man and the robe opens up, you see a rat head inside of him. And if he's the rat version and he opens up, you see a man face staring at like you. Like most men. So right on. Like most men. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were all, all men <laughs> rats inside. Every man has a rat inside its robe. Don't like you. You didn't hear it here first, but I'm just saying it's it, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the uh, shredder, he's not only the drill bit, but when he's the human, his, the drill bit becomes kind of his background. It's his background behind him, so he stands independently as a full grown man in a helmet, and then behind him the backdrop. He might be the lamest Ninja Turtle action figure ever because he's either a drill bit or a diorama. Mm. Because (laughs) when he's got the backdrop behind him, he's hanging by his neck. Uh So he can't move independently of the bullshit behind him. It just drags. Ain't that the truth. And it's... He's just carrying a whole computer system behind him constantly. He's like every just for the gram because he needs a backdrop, <laughs> yeah. like just for the gram. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I gotta grind out. I'm level seventy eight. I gotta get up to eighty by midnight. <laughs> um, so we got those, and then uh, another guy that you picked up was disgraced, famous wrestler Hulk Hogan. Yeah, known racist and world champion Hulk Hogan. Um. And that is the Hasbro original Hulk Hogan. 
Yeah, I don't have much to say about him. He's, I mean, he's a known toy. He's a known racist. Uh, he's on a redemption tour, but he's it's, still no one cares about him quite a lot anymore, which is good. But it is interesting that this is a WWF original Hasbro, so that gave us the hope that we could find Hasbro toys out there. But much like kids of that era, I said, you know, it wouldn't be uncommon if we just got one. Because people at, at that time would just buy one Hulk. That's, that's, you just. You don't did. need another wrestler. You bought the Hulk. Yeah. The, and the Hulk Hogan. In his defense, this is Hulk in his prime. And the toy gave him more hair than he had. Always did. And Always also did. made sure that his skin didn't look like melted American cheese, mm-hmm. which it has for at least 25 Always years. Did. Yeah. Um, but it is, it does give me hope that there was Hasbro figures there. So as bad as we dislike him, it does give me hope as well. Lie to yourself, Josh. Just lie to yourself more, buddy. There weren't more figures there. and like, <laughs> Lie to yourself I was more. never big into Hulk in the first place, so like I wasn't all that disappointed. Like yeah. Anybody who preaches that loudly has something to hide, and that's really the secret in life. Mm. If somebody's going to stand on a pulpit, look under the pulpit because there's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not red, white, and blue as, as you may think. Um, with the eat your vitamins bit and all that. Yeah, it's vitamins and racism. <laughs> Next on the block here, I'm actually going to build this into a game. And this is what um, what we could do here. We're actually running long on time, but that's okay because I planned this game and I'm going to play the game. That's just how it's going to be tonight. So what I have here... Um, so it was a part of our thrift haul, some thrift finds that uh, one of these I found earlier in the week. And then one of these I found, um, actually both of them earlier in the week. I found a couple of banks. The first bank is an Uncle Sam bank from the 1970s. And this Uncle Sam bank was made, of course, in Hong Kong. And what you do is you <laughs> have course. a little... Of course, you have this little pedestal. It's a blue and red and gold pedestal. And you push it down, and his jaw and arm go up and down. And he drops the money into the bag. And he drops the money into your bank bag. And that's the first bank I have. And that one you could get, um, it's like anywhere between 10 and $18 online. The second bank is actually the floor bank right now because I was afraid I'd put it on this end table next to me and knock it onto the ground. But this is actually probably the priciest thing on the show this week. This is a Corky Pig Pottery Bank. And this was actually made, believe it or not, earlier than it looks. This pig bank was made in 1950 Pig 7. So, a pretty long time ago. That's real pig and early. Yes. And it has uh, it has a brown glaze with uh, white embellishments on it. No two of these pigs are the same, but you can actually still buy more modern versions of these pigs um, from the pig pottery company who still does them. And what's cool is this particular pig, the cork where you put the money in, is its nose. I think I'm getting an echo when I talk into the bank in this. Pretty cool. I noticed that because it's got like the nose ring, you know, like 
Yes, that's it has like thought. a bull nose ring. For fifty six, that's or fifty seven. That's really progressive for a pig bank to have the nose ring. And it was. They were progressive bank makers uh, for nineteen fifty seven. But you could actually get one of these banks from anywhere between thirty and sixty bucks. And there's also another corky bank similar to it that's a white pig, and it has uh, pink and blue glaze on it. It's actually prettier than this one I got, but pretty cool bank. It's uh, a very – you have a very piggy-looking pig, though. Very like, piggy-looking pig. The white and, like, the painted that's one. That's important. Like, yeah, your pig looks like he's a work pig. Yeah, it's very important to me. And so I was looking at this other pig bank – and um, I was then I fell down this rabbit hole of like cool pig banks, and you know how I get if I'm doing something that much, I'm just gonna think and think and think. Like I was just thinking about favorite pigs and stuff, and we were talking about the NCAA brackets coming. It's the NCAA championship men's college basketball. Uh huh. So I set up, and I think you'll see where this is going. A bracket of famous cartoon pigs, and I just want to walk through it with you just to see, like, if you have the same taste in pigs as I do. Okay. But we're actually going to call this March of the Pigs Madness. March of the Pigs Madness. I'm okay with this. I'm I'm already like I'm already worried that there might be pigs that are omitted that I might be upset about because I'm very partial to my pigs. Okay, well throw some. Just think of c cool pigs. Name a few cool pigs, and I'll tell you if I got them. Oh well, of course, like the top two everybody thinks of is Zuckerman's famous pig from Charlotte's Web. Okay, Wilbur. Yeah, Wilbur. Wilbur. You got Babe in here. You yeah, got Babe. That's, yeah, Babe, the talking pig, of course. Well, the significance in pigdom is what I'm trying to figure out today. And we have uh, eight different pigs. And we have four different first-round matches. And we're going to go back and forth to compare and contrast who should win the March of the Pigs Madness. So our first matchup for the first round, Josh, is the three little pigs versus Miss Piggy. This is solely based on the significance in pigdom. The three little pigs, as far as nostalgia go, everybody can relate to. Mm -hmm. Miss Piggy, I know people who are legitimately terrified of Muppets, and she's not a good person or a good Not pig. great. They're not like Kermit and her aren't really like that great. Maybe somebody can defend her mm -hmm. that's out there, and I would love to hear I it. I'd love to hear it. But the three little pigs, I Icon mean... More iconic in pigdom. More significance in pigdom. Yeah, I mean, they're 66% moron, but I would mm -hmm. go with them. Okay. The second one, I think you are um, going to rethink how you think of pigs with this one. Because Zuckerman's favorite pig, famous pig, Wilbur, that's the pig we were talking about to, to uh, start this, this segment off, well, this particular first-round match, Wilbur is going one-on-one -on -one with Lion King's Pumbaa. Can you argue Wilbur is more significant in pigdom than Pumbaa? 
I think I think Pumbaa's the call here. I think Pumbaa's the call as well, as a matter of fact, because here's the thing about Zuckerman's famous pig. Mm-hmm. It's called Charlotte's Web, and Charlotte's not the name of the fucking pig. Mm-mm. Uh, Mm-mm. I mean, Pumbaa is not, you know, the name of the movie. But Charlotte and Charlotte is like a fucking badass. The Lion King has continued. They've only ever made Charlotte's Web again and again. Charlotte's badass in in Wilbur was sort of the dumb pig that she's like, dude, I'm you're little. I'm like an adult and I'm your mommy now. That entire story is about the spider and the rat Mm -hmm. and the pig just happens to be there. And is a, mostly a fucking idiot mm-hmm. uh, the majority of the time. But memorable. And delicious. But if we're talking about significance in pigdom, I think Pumbaa, iconic pig. Pumbaa, as played by Nathan Lane. Uh, Nathan Lane. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan Lane. Nathan okay. Lane, a phenomenal Pumbaa. Uh, and they made like four Lion King movies. And yeah, and they're still, and Pumbaa is even coming back in pigdom because Lion King's coming back. In animaldom. So it's going to be a great time for Pumbaa fans. Moving on to the next one. And I got to say, this one's a softball. Because I was trying to think of an eighth pig. Um, so, <laughs> so we're going Piglet from Winnie the Pooh versus Ham, the pig from Toy Story. Oh. Uh, Cliff, the pig. I was going to say, who is Cliff who's in every Pixar movie. That's like his shtick now. Yeah. Um, but Piglet. Piglet, right? Yeah. I mean, I can't believe we haven't disagreed on any of this, but you haven't included uh, Spider-Ham. Uh, no, not uh, yet. Know, Spider-Pig has not been included. Spider-Pig isn't included. And you'll see why, though, because there's two other pig. How about this one? Let's back up. If we do Piglet versus Spider-Pig, the Simpsons' own Spider-Pig, if we cross out Ham disqualify him and spider pig gets the spot i oh, it's, still, it's still piglet it's still piglet piglet goes over i mean piglet is piglet. piglet's going over piglet is adorable Penny and like and, yeah poo and piglet very relatable he teaches kids religion through the tau poo like all it's, kinds it's of out stuff there the next two pigs porky pig versus babe the pig that's the last meeting of our first round matchup porky pig versus babe the pig this is march of the pigs significance in pigdom now this is a hard one for me this one is i think of all the matchups the closest one everyone knows porky the longevity of porky pig is astounding and the fact that kids now know porky and respect porky your daughter's age range does your daughter know porky the way we know porky Porky pig is not a thing for like 11 year olds i mean even when you and i were 11 you you've moved on from oh i just i no i don't mean like do they talk about it at school i'm just saying is it something that's passed down she knows who porky pig is yeah yeah. and like uh i don't know that she's ever seen babe though Uh, really I mean, she might have, but, but like... Porky still owns Babe, but Babe's huge, though. Babe, and even... People really had a soft spot for Babe. People really did. Yeah, and I think that was... Babe had, like, the cutest pig voice. As far as, like, pig voices go, mm-hmm. it was just a pig voice competition. I guess it's Babe still pulls Porky. Out, but it's if it's overall pig, Porky, Porky wins. So, second round matchup here, down to the final four... 
the three LP, uh, the three little pigs versus Pumbaa from The Lion King. That's a hard one. It's Pumbaa or three little pigs. Significance in pigdom is what we're looking for here. It's three little pigs because, like, without the three little pigs, there's no big bad wolf. No. Like, they're supporting, like, without Pumbaa, Timon can still get on. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's a sadder life, but, like, the Lots universe... Sadder. The universe still exists. Mm-hmm. Without the three little pigs, there is no Big Bad Wolf. And yeah. that Big Bad Wolf carries throughout a lot of stuff. And three little pigs just got some recent work if you've seen that anti-smoking spot on commercials. Oh, it's gross. The, the, yeah, but they're still getting work is my point. The yeah. Three little pigs. Uh, yeah, I think three little pigs have to advance Better than the finals. Pumbaa. Better than Pumbaa. I don't no, I don't think they're better than Pumbaa, but I think as far as the Iconic. tournament goes. Iconic significance in pigdom. So the three little pigs have done more than Pumbaa. Uh, yeah. Okay. The three little pigs are like referenceable throughout mm-hmm. so much. Even okay. We'll we'll move on. So um Piglet defeated both Ham the Pig and also Spider Pig. I think his name's Hammy. Hammy pig. Hammy the pig. I'm not 100%. Hammy from Toy Story was defeated, and also Spider Pig from The Simpsons was defeated by Piglet. And Piglet is going one-on-one with Porky Pig. This is just unfair how hard this is. Uh, See, I don't think so. I don't think Piglet Piglet stacks up to Porky. No. I think Porky goes over Piglet. I mean... Huh. They are probably the two most famous pantslet, pantsless pigs, pigs out. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. and I think that they would be, you know, buddies. Like, mm-hmm. I think they would get along well in the pig world. So Piglet is not his significance in pigdom. Porky wins out. Okay, Porky versus the three little pigs. In the final of March of the Pigs Madness, Significance and Pigdom, our own NCAA, but for pigs. So we have three little pigs versus Porky Pig, and the winner is the champion. You know, I I think Porky, huh? Here's huh? Here's where I'm going with Porky. Okay, so you are thinking Porky. I'm thinking Porky, and the reason I'm thinking Porky... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus, it's just a weird <laughs> thing to say over and over mm-hmm. again. Uh, but the reason I'm going to go with Porky is because the exposure. Like, mm-hmm. not the pantsless pig thing, but mm-hmm. because we all know of the three little pigs, and we know of the three little pigs... Mostly because the Three Little Pigs Looney Tunes cartoon. Mm, and like okay. we may have read the book, but... So little Three Little Pigs, you're saying is they're playing in Porky's sandbox. And that's why we know. Because Porky's brand put the Three Little Pigs on 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 notice. He, he They re- are the ones that blew up their spot. He, yeah, because when you think about it, like it plays in your head. You can picture the Three Little Pigs cartoon, you know, and it's the Looney Tunes cartoon. You don't picture reading the book when you talk about Three mm, Little Pigs. That's a great, that's a great opinion there. And so I'm going Porky because Porky. that's all, folks. 
Um, weigh in on Facebook. Weigh in on Twitter, Instagram. I'll have some stuff up there pronto about this. Porky Pig winning March of the Pigs Madness. But we're actually going to play a second game after this commercial break, Josh. So if you were, if you're done with pigs, more into where we get competitive. And after the break, we're going to hit up vintage versus modern. Welcome back from the break where I had realized my my actual NCAA men's basketball brackets. I'm doing ninth out of 10th in my league and soon to be 10th. It's just the game that I'm losing hasn't finalized yet. So I will be 10 out of 10 um, as of how bad I'm doing in that. I mean, if you tell other people you're just 10 out of 10, like without a perspective on it, they'll think you're doing well. Mm-hmm. And I have a bet going with a, f- a friend and listener of the show that if his bracket does better than mine, I have to call his place of work and talk to his boss and tell his boss how much he helped me when I went into the store. And um, and he's just the, the phenomenal next level assistance from my friend. And we don't even live in the same state, so I have to I have to put him over. I have to tell his boss that he's the best employee that they have if I lose. No doubt that he is. No doubt that he is. You've never made a purchase from him or no. his store. No, but uh, best of luck to myself on that. But we're going to hop in to another Red Hot edition of Thrifty's Vintage versus modern vintage versus modern and for new listeners to the show vintage versus modern we pick an object and compare and contrast its vintage price to its modern price to see what actually is the more expensive item is it the vintage item of it or the modern item of it so, Josh, in recent weeks, you haven't had the opportunity to play Vintage versus Modern because you were off for a few weeks. But in the interim, uh, Brian Howe Sykes was on the show a few weeks ago playing Vintage versus Modern, and he did a tie. He did a tie. So two objects were the same price, so he made up his own rules. Well, I mean, we never... So that's in the gray area. This is where we disagree because sometimes people make up rules in this segment and it's fine. Other times not. 
I mean, me it, is the one I can't make them up. Everyone else can. It depends how egregious the rule is. Like if you call, you know, something ten years old, the modern equivalent. No, but like this, this old story again. If we've story, always decided up dust like, on this, yeah, we've never talked about whether or not the items could be the same price. I mean, you could have a penny difference, and would you yep. argue about a penny difference or? Nope. Would you argue about a tie? I mean, but if it's t- if they're if both objects are worth the same money, I can't guess it. If two of the guesses are vintage versus modern or tie, that's what we're playing now. I, vintage versus modern or tie. I mean, I give him credence for for breaking the rule that didn't <laughs> exist. Uh, but going forward, we cannot do that. The, yeah, you and I will not do that. Although. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. So the first object that you have to tell me what you believe is more money, vintage versus modern, is a rice cooker. So first up is the vintage rice cooker. It's a Hitachi Chimomatic from the 1980s, and it's an automatic food steamer, and that's what its, its highlight was. It steams other food other than rice, or no, just rice. But <laughs> it's it does give it's the a whole food steamer, but it's just a rice yeah. cooker. The, so they just that was its uh, geriatrics. All right. How many quarts? Um, six cups. All right, six cups of rice. I I don't know how but how big of a metric well, versus imperial to figure it out. Yeah, I, what I did to really understand what six cups of rice were. I just thought of six cups and how much water that would be. And I'm like, that only rice. Yeah, think about I mean, that. <laughs> I can think. I mean, if you can think of six cups of water, it's the same equivalent of just six cups of rice. Yeah. Um, and this is that's the vintage Hitachi Chimomatic from the 1980s against the modern rice cooker. Now, the modern rice cooker is a Hamilton Beach automatic timer, automatic steamer. Around the same amount of rice or water. Six cups to... Yeah, this one was like 6.5. Oh, a little. A little more. Uh. A little more. So the vintage steamer versus the modern steamer, which we know as the rice cooker. Do you think the new one or the old one is more money? I'm going to have to go with the modern is modern. more money because I don't understand why you would want a 40-year-old rice cooker uh, just with the amount of rice that could have possibly been cooked, whether it's new in the box or brand new. Like, for aesthetic reasons, for your kitchen aesthetic. I mean, it's a, a chime-o-matic, you know, yeah. but this one probably dings. Hamilton Beach is not a rice cooker brand I would associate with rice cookers. Hamilton Beach sounds like not that. Not Hamilton a rice cooker. Hamilton Beach makes like everything for the kitchen. They make toasters and microwaves and they're like the kitchen people, you know. Well, see, like, now you now I've been exposed as just only eating out of cans. Uh, I ate spaghettios 3 a.m. out of a can cold the other yeah. night. Well, when I came in, I went, ooh, it smells like oodles and noodles. And your roommate said, it's actually Thai food. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm on Real culture. <laughs> All noodles smell the same to me. I'm sorry. So it's a modern. So you went for the modern rice cooker. And how much? By how much do you think it's more money than the vintage? I'm going to go with the Hamilton Beach by $8. So modern by $8. Okay, so first I'm going for the vintage price. 
So the vintage rice cooker retails for $42. So by proxy, if you think um, do, you, do you feel good about that, that it's 42 bucks? No, I feel like that's a lot of money for an old rice cooker. The modern rice cooker, $40. Yeah, and that's, that's an aesthetic kind of thing where you'll pay the extra money for so, an old-looking rice cooker. So it was the vintage rice cooker by $2. That's what I hit you with the first round. That's hard. Yeah. For anybody who wonders how we come up with these items, it's totally fucking random. It's eBay.com, the website. <laughs> yeah, like why Todd decided on a rice cooker? God knows. No, I mean, but God knows. Very tricky. Like, my second one, and you're gonna go before I do, but my second one's even crazier. Mine are, uh, as I tend to do, slightly related, but a little different. Uh, the first one... So your vintage versus, versus modern for me. You didn't get your first one right. Let's see if I could get my first one right. My first one, we're going skateboards. Whoa, I got a skateboard today. I know. Uh, unrelated. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, we didn't even... Oh, yeah, I got a skateboard today. There's so much stuff that we got today, and like usual, I can't fit everything on the episode, but I did get a badass skateboard, which is in the Thrift Hall video on our Facebook page right now. Check out the skateboard. Hit me with the skateboard stuff. So vintage is the Tony Hawk Pau Peralta complete skateboard. So it's got the deck, it's got the trucks, it's got the wheels, Mm -hmm. versus the modern. This is a little curveball. Not in the rules. This one is uh, a bathing ape, the famous street clothing brand. It's a camo skateboard deck set. There's three of them. So a vintage Tony Hawk skateboard versus a modern three against three modern decks of bathing ape skateboards. Correct. They're okay. a camo. Each camo I think deck that's is fair, a different. It was, it was specified, so I feel like that's fair. And that's as what it sold as. And I wanted to be clear because yes. I don't want to do any curveballs. I don't want to create animosity in so vintage vin- versus modern. One vintage anymore. Tony versus three modern bathing apes. I'm still going to go vintage Tony. I'm going to go vintage on the skateboard. Um, by how much? I'm going sixteen dollars. Oh, and with the $16 in mind, what do you think one of them sold for? Ooh, that's a troubling question that we don't go over. That's like the hidden the hidden thing to all of this. Yeah, just because, I mean, that's a small margin for three decks versus one. I just believe it was $16 because I think this Tony Hawk skateboard retails for about $80. Ooh. That was my guess. Here's the thing with skateboards. You and I have no frame of reference, but these motherfuckers are expensive. Oh, crap. So the Tony Hawk Complete Skateboard goes for $1,825. Yo. Not including shipping and handling. So when you say Tony Hawk Skateboard, it was his? No, it's just a Tony Hawk. It's just a Jesus. a rare vintage. Okay, Tony so Hawk holy, so I'm wrong no matter what. Well, maybe not. Okay, the bathing ape, the three deck set, uh-huh. one thousand six hundred dollars. Oh, okay. Well, 
So a difference of two hundred and twenty-five dollars, but vintage. I the more out. expensive item. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, all you all you got to do is get the big V or the big M, and you're fine. All that other detail stuff is just showing your ass. <laughs> and I'm not trying to show my ass. I got it right. Yeah. I got it right. Okay. Your item here, your second item here, embalming fluid. Embalming. Oh, there's vintage there's vintage vin what say you vintage versus modern embalming fluid so the vin- vintage bombing fluid is cavos cavity osmosis cavity osmosis yes that sounds fucking disgusting and th- it comes in a fluid supply crate so cavos cavity osmosis fluid supply crate and what in what else is included is this box that it comes in it's a wooden box and it has burned out in the sides like all these let like what it is it says it right on it embalming fluid is the crate big enough to hold multiple or just a crate for one or is it multiple bottles well the modern one which we're going over in a second is 24 bottles the vintage one is only three, but the same amount of fluid is in both of these. Okay. <laughs> if that if if you got me. So they both have the same amount of fluid, but the vintage one has it in three bottles. So that's your vintage. Your modern is twenty-four bottles, Pierre Chemicals one point embalming supplement. So oh not Pierre, Pierce Chemicals. So Pierce Chemicals one point embalming supplement 24 24 bottles embalming fluid i'll give them credit for having a less disgusting title on their product fluid supply crate didn't like that (laughs) cavity osmosis (laughs) cavity osmosis they're really cells in so vintage versus modern embalming fluid what are you going for ah Well, I think just the quantity of glass in the newer one would cause it to be more, but Mm -hmm. glass as a vintage product costs more to produce. So, And we see a lot of glass in Goodwills, and they're basically giving that glass away these days. Yeah, it's 15 cents cents a piece for everything. Now they can't get rid of it fast enough. No. Uh, But this, I mean, and they all have their fluid. Yeah. Is there a shelf life? Did you do research on embalming fluid? No, like, I don't know the shelf life. Uh, well, I'm going to have to go with the modern. Okay. Because I think it could be used, although I think I think I'm wrong, like because I think the vintage is like for an aesthetic, you know. Mm-hmm. But you don't need the fluid. You could just buy a bottle like Mhm. Very by the way, very common to buy like when bottle collectors yeah there's so many old bottles on vintage bottles of embalming fluid that's like a common thing that bottle collectors want but like this is like this is it this is the fluid this is everything yeah and that's the thing i don't like like, this isn't for bottle collectors is what i'm trying to say this has the original crate and like that like that kind of brings it home but Mm -hmm. 24 bottles versus three i mean even though they're smaller Mm mm-hmm I'm going to go modern. Modern? Yeah, I'm wrong. I think you're going to win this week. 
Um, by how much? Uh, $4.50. Modern by four fifty. Okay. So, vintage, the cavity osmosis fluid supply crate. Stop saying those words. Is $125, the vintage one. And you said modern by four fifty. Do you still feel confident? How do you feel? I have no frame of reference on embalming fluid. That's not something that's in my eBay search history. Well, you got one out of two. It is modern. It is the modern embalming fluid. And the 24 bottles go for $188. You could buy your own. I was quite a ways off, but I'll still take the, the W take the w. on the modern. So Throw I'm those Ws that. up for that W. So you did one and one. So mine... Um, I have a second one, I guess. Yeah, we're going to uh, hope you're ready to saddle up, buddy, because that's exactly what we're getting into is horse saddles. Horse saddles. I have a frame of reference because I watch Canadian Mountie television. So watch me try to get this. Did they ever talk about the prices of their saddles? You, know when, you know when somebody has a bad one. I'll say that. I'll say, you, uh, you, you know when someone has a bad one. You judge the Mounties when he rides in. You're like, he does not take care of that saddle. <laughs> no treatment applied. A leather, a leather oil. Just mm-hmm. that's all you need. Yeah. All right, so we're going the vintage. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, much like the embalming fluid, when you read that to me, I don't know that we know what these words mean. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, an imperial tooled. Western Trail Pleasure Saddle, and it's U.S. made. Okay, well, it's clearly not for cowboying. Uh, well, I, I think all cowboying is pleasure saddling. Uh, yeah. I, that's the, why you do it. You but, sold me. Uh, it. The big thing with this one is that it was U.S. made, and it's a vintage one. Apparently, there's a lot of imported saddles nowadays. Boo, right. But the modern... <laughs> Not an imported saddle. Okay, the modern, uh, not imported. It's a barrel saddle, but it's also a Western Pleasure Trail riding saddle. A Western Trail Pleasure riding. Wow. It's like a wow. weird crossword of words that yeah. don't go together. Uh-huh. Uh, but this one has a turquoise inlay, and it's also leather. These are some real cowboy saddles these are some honest to god cowboy saddles i'll tell you what looking into the market these ones the vintage versus modern these ones that i chose not the highest or the lowest price Mm -hmm. on the market there's a real game out there in Mm -hmm. the saddle industry and like tmi i have had sex before and these sound like things that you would bring bring in there Oh, you could totally giddy up on these. Um, I'm going to go modern. I'm going to go modern by $20. Modern by $20. How do I fare here? Not good. Damn it. So one and one? One and one. One and one. We both want one and one. Yeah, the the vintage, the U.S. made pleasure saddle Mm -hmm. goes for $290. Ooh. The modern with the turquoise tur- turquoise inlay, uh, two sixty five and thirty three cents, which was wasn't even an amount that I knew you could bid on eBay. I didn't know you could go with thirty three cents as something. I thought it was mm-hmm. always fifty, but I think this was a best offer bid 
But thirty. Somebody put thirty-three cents at the end of another number for a best offer bid. Thirty-three cents. They out. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. A difference of twenty-four sixty-seven. So not bad on the difference in yeah. the price, but off on which one was more. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, sometimes with that stuff, you just gotta lie to yourself because it's just like when when people. Um, well, people are lying to themselves because they put a price up there, but sometimes we were just, we had dinner and we were just talking about this, that like when somebody has something on ebay.com, the website for $15 and then it says like, or best offer and you throw them like 11 immediately and then they immediately take it. You're like, I could have went 10. That yeah. was a made up price. They were lying to themselves and I lied to me. And that's a thrifty tip I don't think we've ever talked about on the show before, but thrifty tip, yeah. When you search on eBay, if you look for the best offer, hit them with a low ball. You get five <laughs> chances. You get five chances to make an offer. Thrifty podcast, hit them with the low ball. Hit them with the low ball. I mean, I get a lot of good stuff on the real cheap because people just want to get rid of it, especially when you get into that two-day left range, mm-hmm. all people are just like, fuck it. I've already I relisted it, it three times. It. Like, so You we, never know. So we both went one and one. Um, so it's a pleasure to have you back on the couch. Um, the original Gangsters of Thrifty podcast back again this evening. I want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, Commonwealth Press, cwpress.com. By using the promo code Thrifty Podcast, you could get 12 shirts in an order of 50 for free. CWPress.com. Softest shirts in the world. That yeah. part's mine. I said that. They didn't. We tell still me have that. a few left, and they are very, very soft. Yeah, our very own Thrifty Podcast shirts. We still have a little bit left. ToddyTondera.com. Click podcast. By the way, more stuff is going to go on there soon, too. So dun, you, dun, dun. we'll talk about that. Um, and also, uh, stevebarras.bandcamp.com for Bluffs, the theme to our show for many reasons, alternate reality. Bluffs has a new album coming out this month, so check back to the Thrifty page, um, and we're definitely going to be putting up there for Bluffs. But Josh, um, with us going one and one on that, we did collectively pick the March of the Pigs Madness. King right now is Porky Pig. And we made a, a discussion kind of during the break where if somebody can make an argument that Porky should not win, if you can tell us why Porky shouldn't win, or are you for Porky? And if you can make a good non-Porky argument, best non-Porky argument wins a pork prize. Wins a pork prize, and for everybody else, get roached.